Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay, so one of the reasons we created Spits and Suds is to hear from you, and you guys have been so awesome, and we wanted to get to your Twitter questions. So let's start with Ken Jr. underscore 67, who asked, was it just me, or was the game loosely officiated, a lot of uncalled hits or grabbing? Sean, I will tell you, this is my response. I did respond to this one. I said, I think it's been fine. The Stars have actually embellished a few times to draw a call, Robertson and Marchman specifically, um, which I think is fine. Um, but at, at the same time, I mean, you can tell that during the penalties, Vegas is certainly chirping back at the Stars, not necessarily the referees uh, when, when they get called. I thought that was interesting. But, I mean, my opinion, Sean, I thought the officiating was fine today. I mean, I guess if we want to hyper-focus on that interference call, the first call of the five-on-three, um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but, I mean, I, th- I, yeah. I think it's fine. I, 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 didn't, I mean, honestly, the only call I had an issue with was the makeup call that actually went Dallas's way because that was yes. such a soft little slash. Like, I, I, I really don't like makeup. It's, I hate the makeup call because – refs go out of their way to when a ref goes out of their way to game management game manage something and say like oh we don't want to impact the game they are impacting the game by doing so so i uh i don't i didn't like the i didn't like the makeup call um i thought i i didn't think the officiating was an issue tonight i didn't have any issues with it i mean it was so i agree uh aaron trebing at a treb 08 as soft third period hockey at ot losses is going to be how this season is remembered get some dogs on this team that will fight to win a game late well we could talk about those dogs after the stars are eliminated uh probably too early at this point um but well, I, I you know yeah I, I i will say the following i mean I thought the third period, I mean, you know, Vegas is going to come at you and your job is, you know, the best as possible. I didn't think they necessarily went into a Rick bonus defensive shell. Um, They actually had some chances in the third period, but I mean, you know, the mistakes uh, cost them. And as Sean pointed out at the beginning of this contest, you know, the OT now is magnified. I mean, during the regular season, OT losses, you're right. You get a point. These are tough. Well, and to say this team doesn't I mean doesn't want it or whatever like look game one they battled back and forced overtime in a game that yeah. they probably they they put themselves in a spot to win a game when they probably shouldn't have been in that spot so I don't I don't like the I'm personally not a fan of of that narrative because I don't think I, I don't even think this was the stars turtling or anything like that like I, I think there was 
maybe there was a little bit of a natural it wasn't even like a full-blown shell i mean this is a game where if not for one mistake by one player we're it's it's worth we're giving pretty good platitudes across the board right now so yeah. i i like i'm not I, I don't i don't think that's the issue i mean the overtime issue is something that that is clearly there but i i, I still go back to this is not um does a team want it does a team have the dogs or whatever like i i mean think about it from vegas's perspective you go from you've been playing like You've been playing pretty poorly for 57 minutes. Your all-world player puts the team on his back with three minutes left. A building that's been completely dead wakes up. Like, I mean, look at, we can also look at it from the flip side too, where it's like, look at what happened for Vegas. And that's just, you sometimes have to applaud parts of that. And at the same time, you can look at, I just I I I want to talk about more things on this podcast. I really do, but I keep going back to one play. Like it's one play that really sure that really changed everything. Absolutely, it did. Oh. Yeah, you're absolutely right. At Sean Warrington, put a fork in the stars. He says, "I'm just going to read them all because you guys were nice yeah. enough to write in." But I mean, I wouldn't put the fork in. Um, I mean, if it's, you want to take it's, a- it's, it's- it's what's, tough. What's hockey cliche. Yeah, yeah. Hockey cliche, right? No, no series starts till the road team wins, right? Like that's the yeah. that's that's the one where so you you go, you get two games at home. Obviously not easy, but you take care of business home the next two games, it's a best of three. So yeah. it's yeah. still it's still uh I mean, would you say the Carolina Hurricanes are done right now? No. no I, I I wouldn't. And so it's I no. uh no, and these have been close games. Absolutely. Yeah. They've been, they've been yeah. close games. Uh, at uh, C. Krausen 87, Chris Krausen, don't care if Suter has a veteran status. Dude's con- constantly been a liability. I'll take anyone else available right now. Pete has got to get this team more organized. Seems like we are skating uphill the whole game. Uh, okay. My opinion, there's you can't sit Suter. There's, who, who, who would you put in? But he was no, but like I and this is the thing. That, but this, <laughs> not even just the assist. He was actually good the other fifty-seven minutes or whatever. Like he made he made a brutal mistake, which is, yeah. which is fine. But I, I mean, he actually like it's 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 the hilarious part of all this. He was actually he was, he was pretty good the rest of the game. Um, he's and. Now the thing that we could, the other discussion that we can have is there's other players who, if they make that one mistake, they would have been scratched and you can talk about fairness and everything like that. But at the end of the day, do you think you have, and just reality, like look yourself in the mirror. If you're a stars fan on this, do you really have another do you have any defensemen other than Miro Heiskanen and Thomas Harley that you would trust to play 20 minutes a night? No. And you don't. And that's just the reality of it. Like that's how good that's, that's, that's how the stars team is built. So like I, you want to go into game three and you want to show me like, like, no, I, 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 I get it. The mistake was brutal. The contract was bad. I get all of that. But also, to, to, to tie it all back, 
Ryan Suter is not coming out of the lineup. And at this point he should not come out of the lineup. If you want to talk about long-term things, whatever, but just, just it's, it's not, the stars don't have, they only have, they only have two defensemen that are better than him right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) And I I mean, I don't know how you feel, Sean, but I thought Thomas Harley uh, didn't have the best game. No, no. He he had, he, he looked, he looked like the, He looked more like the twenty-one-year-old, yeah. whatever the age, like he or the twenty-two or whatever the age. Just like he looked more like that guy tonight, um, and that's just that's kind of the right. the, re- the reality of it. And so. and sometimes you have to raise the glass to the other team. And yeah. I thought Vegas did a real nice job putting pressure on him. Uh, Aaron Thacker, Thackman, uh, does it seem like Dallas has been uh, out physicaled? if that's a word, or is it just what I am seeing? Uh, I would definitely say stylistically Vegas, that's their thing. They're physical and um, that's, that's Vegas hockey. So they're a very physical team. They're a big team. So um, yeah, I would say so, but except uh, in the second period, I thought, uh, I thought Dallas responded and uh, did a great job and kind of put Vegas on their heels. And, you know, for the most part, limited the Vegas chances uh, throughout the night. And I think that's one of the, Probably the suitor, the overtime would be factor number two. And the third factor that's my frustration is the uh, limited offense that Vegas had throughout the evening and to come out with a win. That's that's what's tough, because for the most part, the stars limited the chances. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. Stylistically, the Vegas is a better team. Vegas is. Vegas is very similar to Seattle, but instead of a, instead of and nothing against Yanni Gord, but instead of having Yanni Gord as the forward you're thinking about, it's Jack Eichel and Mark Stone. That's, yeah. that's, 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 that's the difference. So. Absolutely. <laughs> so. All right. Zach Friesen uh, asks a July question, Sean. Okay. <laughs> I've just given you a warning. Yeah. Is there even a remote chance that Suter gets bought out this off season? Hate to overreact, but I feel like we can get just as much production elsewhere, even with the buyout. So just because he asked that question, I know it's on stars mm-hmm. mind. So if you do buy out Ryan Suter over the next two years, you get cap savings of 2.87 million, but you do tack on one point, just over 1.4 million for 2025, 2026, 26 and 27. Um, I will say it does say this, Sean, uh, while this is a 35 plus contract, it's exempt from the 35 plus buyout rules. I, I go back to the spot though of, I can't, it's, could he be bought out? Sure. I could see the possibility yeah. of that being bought out, but right. this is a, the GM that signed him. Yep. And the coach is playing him the second most minutes of any guy on the team. So yep. whether you, agree or disagree Ryan Suter whether you agree or disagree Ryan Suter is considered a viable part of the plan right now and that's I know that's a July question but it's still it's that's just the truth and now the other question becomes and this is just the whole space of so say you do I'll say you do want to buy him out and that's okay. That's great. That's fine. If you, if you do want to go the buyout route and everything like that, 
what's the other move? What's the other space? Because um, I, I don't, I don't, I, I hate the contract. I really hate how much cap space he's taking, taking up on this. And, um, but this the playoffs have shown that you've got some other, you got some other pieces that are, I'm not, I don't want Yanni Hockenpah getting the 24 minutes a night. Yeah. I don't want Colin yeah. Miller getting the 24 minutes a night. Um, right. I mean, Nils Lundqvist is going to have to figure it out next year. Like I, I just, I, I think the easier option personally is, I think the easier option is to, you bite the bullet, you play it next year and, you basically hope that Thomas Harley comes into camp and forces him down in the lineup Mm -hmm. that you have Nils Lundqvist comes in and forces him down in the lineup. You have Esselin Dell come back and show, but like he's out playing Esselin Dell right now. Like, yeah, like it's, 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 it's it's, it's the space where, I mean, if if you're talking about like buyouts and, and, and everything like that, like, Esselindel is making two more million per two and a half more million per year or whatever. Two more million per year, I think, is like five point eight to three point six five or whatever. And he didn't have the egregious. If 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 Esselindel makes the egregious mistake back there tonight, all of a sudden we're we're getting the question about Essa getting bought out. So like, right? I I I, I get where people are coming from, and I have talked about and been very upset with the contract and everything like that, and I know that. But I also I don't. Unless you're unless you're coming to me and being like, oh, we can buy him out and sign player X or we can sign player Y, that's great. But this free agency class sucks, to be honest. Like, there's mm-hmm. not like it's 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 uh, so yeah, especially I, for defensemen. It, yeah, I mean exactly. they're premiums. I mean John Klingberg is going to get overpaid this summer because of is going to get yeah. overpaid this summer. So, so I I know people aren't going to like that answer because it's something you have to live. With, but it's the reality is. The Ryan Suter erasure from the Stars lineup starts with Thomas Harley coming in next year and basically internally forcing him down to the lineup and convincing the coaching staff of that. And that's what you have to hope for as a fan. I absolutely agree with you, Sean. As a third-pair defenseman, I think that's a pretty good third-pair defenseman. If, if if that can happen, then I think the Stars are in good shape. Uh, Belfour's billion-dollar bribe. Uh, cool username at bad hat harry 55 that turner turnover should be enough to get suitor bench going forward how likely is it to be bought out we just discussed that yeah no I mean, and you're not gonna bench it, him it's just it is what it is it's a horrible mistake and uh yeah but you're not gonna bench him yeah. that's just you know you're not going to there's yeah. no one that who you're gonna put in that's yeah. that's my question back to everybody. I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything. I love you all, but who are you going to put in? You cannot put Nils Lundqvist, who hasn't played since March, yeah. in the lineup. And not to mention, you're putting a small defenseman in against a very physical team. So that, even if he was playing on a regular basis, that's just not going to work. Okay. Uh and and we understand that all these suitor questions are coming in. Yes. Yeah. 
uh, at Alt C Beyond, Ugh, one of the challenges uh, with always losing the first game of the series is that the second game may not go our way. Even if we are playing well, then you are in a hole. I mean, that's yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, the difference this time is, is that you had home ice and now you don't have home ice. So you have to basically even it up. Uh, you don't want to go down three to one going into Vegas. That that won't be good. But I mean, yeah. I don't want to say your backs are up against the wall, but you know, I mean, you, they know where they are uh, at Robbius. Robbie asks, this is a great experience for the younger stars players with a bright future of prospects as well. Being down 2-0, though. My heart breaks for Ben and Pavs. What would you to put the concern o meter on at the scale one to 10, 10 being the most alarming uh, um, five. I mean, like, it's like, yeah. I don't really, I don't really like the series isn't over. You've had two games in overtime. They could be up 2-0 if the bounces go the other way. Like, yeah. So I. Yeah, absolutely. I can they win yeah. the next two at home? Sure. We can, yeah, it's it's hockey. Like that's yeah. the whole space. So I'm not really. Yeah. I'm not really worried about. I mean, uh, I, my, my concern. I mean, it's they're down two nothing, and I would expect the I would expect Vegas to win this series now based off that. That's just the reality of if you if one team has two wins and they just have to win two more, or the other team has to win four. Obviously, Vegas is favored to win the series, and they probably will. But yeah. that's yeah. hockey. That's not – it doesn't change. I mean, it's – I mean, I don't really – like, the series also isn't over. And the end of the day, no one has promised to stand like up. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, no, you're absolutely right. It is good experience for the younger Stars players like Wyatt Johnston, Thomas Harley, um, even Heishkinen, you know, who we are seeing in this series – um, rightfully so getting a lot of positive publicity and that's really good. And he deserves it because he's playing really well. Um, I will say, uh, you know, I mean, I think he was okay, but, uh, I didn't, I would like to see more Jamie Ben opportunities. Uh, I thought he yeah. was kind of quiet tonight. Yeah. He was, I mean, he had a, he was just, yeah, I didn't really see much out of Ben tonight. He was, um, he had a, he did have a quiet night. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay. Patrick Pixley, uh, not hitting the panic button next to at home. Yeah. We agree with you, Patrick, uh, mm -hmm. Cole St. Romaine. Uh, how are you feeling after that game? Do you think they can win the next two at home? Yeah, we do. I think so. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't I like, I like it's, it's the thing where, and maybe this is the one benefit of like right now, Dallas is, uh, like, being down 2-0, 2-0, it's always a must-win, right? But uh, Carolina lost two games at home, right? Now they're going back to Florida, and Florida has is going to go, and I don't want to hear any jokes about their building because they've done a really good job getting people in the building in Florida this year and everything uh -huh. like that. Florida gets to go home with that energy. Dallas, Carolina doesn't get that. Carolina, I feel more my alarm level is would be much higher for the Carolina hurricanes than for the Dallas stars right now. The stars, you get the next two at home. Um, game three. I mean, you win. you win game three. It's a two, one series and it's, it's, it's a completely two, one versus three, zero is one of the biggest things in sports. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. So another question from Belfour's uh, billion bribe, and you're going to have to answer this one, Sean. <laughs> Sean, you mentioned earlier about how the stars make players, quote unquote, earn numbers. Why? 
Is it just a dumb power trip like lose clean shave policy? Seems like an easy way to make players mad for no real reason. I don't know what he's discussing. Um, he's talking about earned numbers. I mean, is he talking about? I have talked about before on this podcast about part of the Stars numbering system is Jim Nill is a is a hockey traditionalist, right? Where it's like he is someone who um, he likes. That there's a reason so much of the Stars roster is um, the numbers. Like you, if you start looking one through, if you start going one through thirty, right? You kind of you can find the ones that are retired, but then you start looking, and they're like, okay. That's the reason they got the 10, 11, 12, 13s and not like um, not some other teams where Vegas is has more of the 53s, the 55s, the 49s. Like, like I think I think it's more related to that. Like Dallas is something where Jim Nill is a big believer in lower numbers. And um, it's something that I've, I've talked to Nill about it before. It's something that he that he prefers. And even when I think when Tom Gallardi bought the team, one of the things that he talked about was getting away from football numbers. I think people will remember uh, Antoine Roussel used to be number 60, right? Antoine Roussel changed from 60 to 21 because they kind of wanted to get away from the football numbers. And so um, to, I don't really know what the state of the question was, but it's, it's something where when it comes to numbers, basically, if a guy, if if the lower the number a player has um, is given, that shows more of their stature or where they are as an NHLer, and then and then the others, and then if they've got another number, you kind of it's either in Joel Hanley's case, um, there's a reason behind. Basically, there's a reason behind every high number for the stars above 27. So, like in the game tonight, right? Um, Joel Hanley wears 44 for a very special reason. Joel Hanley's brother, um, uh, I, and I don't remember the, Joel Hanley's brother, unfortunately passed. Um, f- I think it was five or six years ago or whatever, but Joel Hanley wears 44 cause it's his brother's number. And so that's why Joel Hanley wears 44. Um, you have why Johnson wears 53 and he's always worn 53. And you know what, when you're a first round pick, you get to pick a high number. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the case when, Thomas Harley, same deal, 55. Thomas Harley wanted that number. He's a first-round pick. You get a bit of that exception. Evgeny Dadanov, a veteran. He's worn 63 his whole career. He comes in. They're going to give him 63. Tyler Sagan, number 91, number 19, is retired here. He wore 19 in Boston. He's going to get 91. If there's, there's a reason for the way the Stars like to, just from the perspective and the hockey tradition of it, that's the way the Stars like to do their numbers, and I don't it's not a power trip thing. It's just, that's how they feel about it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of, that's, that's the reality. <laughs> so, right. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And just to update people, uh, we are just underway in uh, Cedar park. So uh series clinching game five as the stars the other night in, well, I <laughs> listen, I'm not throwing shots. Yeah. But the Texas Stars are can win in overtime. <laughs> a double overtime winner um, by Oscar Bach. Yeah. So um, one thing I did want to point out, and that's the reason I bring it up, not just to plug Sean's book, which is a terrific book called We Win Here. And it talks about uh, Dallas Stars and Texas Stars stories, um, is that Matt Murray 
is uh, five and two this postseason, and he had a good game the other night, 42 out of 45 saves. So um, I just wanted to point that out as we continue to see the development of a guy that was kind of off the radar, and uh, it'll be a July discussion that Sean and I will have. But, I mean, it's he's playing at a high level, and I give him a lot of credit. He is, and in, right now I know. So if you want to go even deeper to the level, I just looked. Idaho is up uh, two nothing on Toledo right now in nice. the uh, in game two of the uh, the uh, Eastern the ECHL conference final. So uh, obviously uh, there's there's a chance where uh, if Texas wins tonight, um, you could have conference finals games crossed all three levels for the Stars organization this week, which. Uh, yeah. Talk about a pretty cool thing for an organization. Um, so. Really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, to, to wrap it up, Sean, I mean, just limit the mistakes in, uh, in, in, in game, in game three, um, play your game like you did in the second period and, uh, you know, try to get out of your zone clean as much as possible with that D four check. Right. I mean, is there anything yeah. else that you'd like to see in game three? I mean, the games have been so close. Yeah. Um, I don't know who you take out because I think, as I said on this podcast, I thought Kivy Ranta was really good tonight. Yeah. I do wonder if you can find a way to get, I feel like bringing into Ty Delandria in could be a bit of that. I think, I feel like Ty Delandria is kind of, could be a bit of a spark if you brought him back in. I'm not sure. Like, I don't want to take Kivy Ranta out. The fourth line was good tonight. So it's hard to find the space to, to do it. And, and it would be, um, it, it's it'd be hard to find the space to, to where, where it would happen. But I, I don't know. I just, I just feel yeah. like he's someone who could come in and, and bring a little bit and play that style that, that works against Vegas. Um, I, uh, so I, I would put that there. And then the other thing just from, a from, a, from a Dallas perspective you talk about own the moment right like we talked about you didn't own the moment in the third period this tonight and with the turnover and everything like that like enjoy it you get home game in the western conference final and house is going to be rocking um it's going to be fun like just oh like like this is why you play the games right like like enjoy it own the moment and if you're going to be in that building it's going to be great. If you can't be in the building, find a way to find a way to watch with someone else and enjoy the game because it's we're, we're talking about a team right now that is one of four NHL teams left playing. And I think when you, when you shift your focus to that, even with the nitpicking and the rifle nitpicking, like we're picking at the defense, that's okay. But when you think about why we're having these discussions on May 21st, Gavin, and if you had told me, back in January that we'd be talking about games on May 21st. I wouldn't have believed you. So let's like, like embrace that and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'll be at the game on Tuesday and I'm excited to see all the spits and suds fans and uh, the one Oh five, three, the fan. We, uh, we, we, uh, Gavin. So I, I will be there too. We should, we should, uh, I don't know. Should we, should we find, should we, should we pick a, uh, should should we pick an intermission and, and and, we shall, and, uh, we'll put it out on Twitter and, uh, and, 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 uh, have a, informal hello with people i think we should yes do that, so. yes yes you don't have to mr shapiro 
I will take it upon myself. I'm happy to buy some Frosties to the Spits and Suds faithful as a thank you. Um, but uh, we would love to meet you in person. You guys have been so supportive of Spits and Spuds. Spits and Suds, should I say? Um, <laughs> spits and Spuds would be my potato podcast. Yeah, um, that's, the, that's, that's 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 if uh, if if Texas loses and Dallas loses the next two, we'll we'll do a Spits and Spuds Idaho Steelers oh, podcast. That was, yeah, <laughs> that would be such a weird podcast. Tonight we're going to focus on all gratin potatoes. <laughs> that would be such a weird podcast. Um, so yeah, it would be great to see everyone uh remember hit the subscribe button if you're listening for the first time that really helps us or spread the word and uh any comments feedback to us we love it thank you so much the numbers we're seeing it's just tremendous we understand that it's because the stars are in the western conference finals but our goal is to to grow this and that's one of the reasons that we ask and answer your questions and your take all the comments because you guys are as much a part of this show as uh we are so uh just a just a little teaser for next week let's end on some levity i um went to uh craig ludwig and myself got together and went to a texas rangers game yesterday and uh, <laughs> so we were fortunate it was a uh 105.3 the fan day uh which is super cool and uh didn't know it, but I got a text uh, late in the game, Sean, and it was a uh, I'm pulling it up right now. It was a picture of a beer and it said not even seventh inning stretch and the last beer gone. Bad host. <laughs> <laughs> and I could tell you it was pretty stocked. <laughs> so uh <laughs> so we'll have some stories with that as Ludwig joins us uh, during the week. But uh, thank you, Sean, as always, man. I, I really appreciate you being a part of this podcast. It's uh, it's a joy to talk to you after these games. I love your deep, uh, you know, dives as far as the goals, the things that you see that you bring up to the uh, listeners. It's awesome. It's fun, man. It's been fun. And uh, we'll uh, appreciate once again, everyone for listening. And that's the best way to close this. Cause it's been, it's been cool to see uh, you get the numbers, you send them over to me. We see people, we see the reception. So thank you to everyone for listening. And uh, it's, uh, there's another game Tuesday. So there's we'll another see. game Tuesday and father's day before you know it will be coming shortly. So we win. Here is the book order it now. And uh, yeah, that, that would be great. So uh, hopefully Sean and I get to see you. If you're going to the stars game on Tuesday night, we'll tweet that out, but just know that after Tuesday's game, we'll have post-game edition of Western Conference Finals Game 3. So that's going to do it for us. For Sean Shapiro, I'm Gavin Spittle. Thank you so much for listening to Spits and Suds on 105.3 The Fan. Have a great day, everyone.